Hey, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at TrueClassicTees.com. TrueClassicTees.com using the promo code OTSGOLF. You can get 25% off plus free shipping. Shop the outerwear collection for fall golf, pullovers and zip-ups. Great for wherever you're playing right now. TrueClassicTees.com, 25% off plus free shipping using the promo code OTSGOLF. Enjoy the episode. Three shots, four part, I just do two, one putt, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, make Gavin. Right, episode number 104 on the Screws Podcast, a little bit of a hockey pod this week, so if you're uh, just a dedicated golfer and you do not like hockey for whatever reason, um, just leave this running, trick the algorithms for us and... Uh, let Spotify and all those uh, databases know that we're a little bit better than maybe we are. But uh, we're welcoming to the pod Tyson Teachman, um, Tyson Teachman Goalie Academy. We got connected a few weeks ago when we had Stewie on, uh, Dan Stewart. So uh, we were just talking a little bit. Tyson plays a little bit of golf and Bryce likes to uh, always do a hockey pod, as do I. So we thought it was a match made in heaven. So uh, Tyson, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, guys. We got Bryce here. He's here. Sorry, Bryce. You're always the second one to be introduced. Oh, no, that's uh, all right. I'm the least important. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we figured, you know, it's always kind of nice to do a hockey season or, or a hockey pod. We're kind of kicking off the hockey season right now. Do you watch much, uh, Tyson? Or are you more just like a player, teacher now? Uh, uh, I do a lot more teaching than I do watching, but I uh, I try to watch the NHL games when I can. I I normally can't make it to the late games anymore. I normally dead asleep by then unfortunately yeah. but i uh i do try to catch you know seven o'clock nine o'clock games when i'm uh, not on the ice myself yeah so those guys are the best that's normally when i can uh, still keep learning new things i feel like i drafted a little bit uh for fantasy a little bit more uh time zone specific this year because like <laughs> typically i'll like have like a big western team or something like that so i get up at five bracer gets uh, pretty early for work too and yeah. i just don't want to stay up and watch those so it's no no fun but uh some of those ottawa guys put up some good uh fantasy numbers so we're there but um maybe just uh yeah kick it uh, kick us off tell us a little bit about yourself um like i know i was saying that bryce has played in wellington um you played a bit in Wellington. Um, you both played in the OHL. Uh, family member of mine worked for the team that you played a bit for. So there is a, you know, triangle of, I don't know, hockey. We all love hockey, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and then, uh, yeah, we can jump in. Yeah, man. Hockey world's a small world. Everyone seems to know mm-hmm. one another through somebody. It's uh, kind of what makes it the best. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing too interesting. I'm 29. Uh, like I said, like you guys said, played for five years. In the OHL, did four years in the CIS or U Sports, I guess they call it now. Um, you know, was very lucky to have that time and enjoyed it. But now I'm a, a goalie coach full time in the Belleville area, and uh, I'm actually down in the Oshawa area sometimes as well too, working with a kid there. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, got a dog, couple cats. I uh, like to golf, like you said, whenever I get the day off, and uh, big F1 guy. So like, gonna be uh, excited to watch the race today. And, not a whole lot, man. That's uh, that's about it with me. Nothing too interesting. Bryce, are you an F one guy? No, we've could care less. <laughs> could care less. I know F one got huge, right? Like when it came out on Netflix, I watched it. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't like. I always. It's usually on pretty early though on Sundays, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Normally they're uh, they're in Texas this weekend though, so nice five o'clock start, I believe. Four yeah, o'clock. yeah. Because I always have like a money game going on early Sunday morning. I always seem to miss it, but it's like. Man, like those guys are crazy talented. Like they're so like to be able to, I don't know. I guess um, you know, I think of like watching back Braden Holpe videos and stuff like that, and, like the hand eye coordination, and um, you know, just like standing in front of a wall, like throwing a ball off it, catching it, all that like kind of weird stuff. And like I've seen like some of the Formula One drivers do that too, and like just like their reaction speed or like reaction timing must be just insane. I don't know. Maybe that's why you like it. Maybe it's like. Maybe there's some correlation there that you don't even really, really notice, you know? Yeah, maybe. And uh, it just seems like something I definitely can't do. And uh, quite similar to golf. I can't do it. You have to keep trying and trying and trying. So, well, none of us can really do golf. Uh, we're all like, just keep trying and trying and trying. And uh, yeah, so as we're recording this, um, Bryce, uh, your pick last week is is in the lead. And if he wins, Rory McIlroy, if he wins, he will be first. Uh yeah. One. yeah, he'll be 
number one in the official world golf rankings. So I think the world of golf is going to be kind of on fire for the next little bit. People love Rory. I wonder so. if I found my new horse for this year. In Rory, maybe. Might it was Hovland last year. Yeah, it's always been a good pick. It's always been a really good pick. But um, always a goalie, Tyson? Always a goalie kind of growing up? Uh, pretty much. I believe I, w- I tried skating as a player at like three or something, just so, you know, one of those learned to skate, hated it. And then, uh, basically never got on skates again until I was eight and then threw on the pads and yeah, played, uh, I think I so played the first year on a pretty good team. So yeah, that was kind of yeah. like, that was kind of like me. I think I played out a little bit and I was so bad. <laughs> Went in net and then, uh, like I was pretty flexible when I was a kid and stuff and put on some pads, like tried it one game and then it just kind of, uh, kind of stuck with it. But I know Bryce's a, uh, you're kind of like a scrimmage goalie or something, aren't you? You get the monster. Well, I never once as a kid strapped the pads on. I don't know why. I think I did it once, hated it. And then just never got another chance to do it or didn't do it. So, um, but when we were in Plymouth, we had to stay for school after the season was over because we were, we couldn't transfer back home because it was Canada, the U.S. or whatever. So we always skate every day, and I'd pretty much strap the pads on four of the five days of the week when we were scrimmaging. So uh, I always like kind of liked it. I was terrible at it, but um, it's just different, right? You get to you get to be on the other side of the puck instead of uh, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a lot different. I, uh, especially like a, at that age too, like in that skill level, it's so different. Like that would the, be so tough, man. Just like hopping in oh. with those guys, like with those good shooters, that would be. I mean, I would terrifying. just literally take the whole blocker side and just leave all glove, and just <laughs> I'd be just grabbing them all day. Just like Felix the Cat, eh? <laughs> yeah, you've kind of got like a you've got a, a goalie's body now. They're all like you know big. Have you seen like much of that change, Tyson? Like in your time, I was saying like when I was younger, um, I was coming up and it like started to become like very much like really tall guys like really lanky like long limbs like really big legs really big arms and like just covering as much of the net like that's kind of what squeezed me out and um just like natural talent that i did not have also but you know it was uh it kind of has become like you know you think of the goalies now like i think the average height is like six foot two or three in the nhl now right uh yeah i mean they definitely prefer them when they're taller, but I mean, all those guys also are super athletic, super right. strong, super technical. I mean, you don't really see too many huge, huge guys just blocking in the net anymore. I mean, they really are skilled, but I mean, at the same time, you see a guy like UC Saros or Shostorkin or Gorgiev, the smaller guys, and they're just as successful because they're able to, you know, m- manipulate their body in certain ways and play bigger than they are, look bigger than they are in the net and hold their edges longer stand up on shots, be a little more patient. I mean, if you're good enough, you're going to get there, size or not. It's just about doing the right things, I think. But, I mean, yeah, if you can find a guy that's six foot three and can do all those things, I mean, you're probably in a good spot there. Yeah, just like Ben Bishop or, like, I remember it kind of, for me, it felt like it started with, like, Jiggy back in the day, right? Like, when Anaheim was kind of making that run. Like, that's when, like, bigger goalies really kind of came in, like, I was in, when I grew up, I was watching like Marty Brodeur and Patrick was a pretty big guy, but like Marty Mm -hmm. Brodeur was like Marty Turco. Those guys were like a little bit smaller, but could move and like just really, really athletic. It was always kind of fascinating to watch those guys. They were so just, I don't know, just really, really like smooth, really clean. But, uh, and you have like Dominic Asik as well. So it was kind of, (laughs) I've seen so many different eras. It's been, it's been really cool. It's been really like kind of cool to see just like golf, just like any other sport kind of it evolve. Right. So, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit. So you get, you know, kind of playing, you're from Belleville. So you're always playing junior hockey out there. Yeah. I, uh, played, uh, for my first two years of hockey, I played for, uh, the Belleville Bobcats. They were called at the time. It's now the Belleville junior bulls. Um, played another year there in double a, I believe. And then I played for the Quinny red devils, which is the triple a organization around here. And, uh, yeah, played there from, geez, as long as I can remember, right till minor midget. Was lucky to play with a really, you know, good group of guys. Some couple guys that have gone on to have real good careers and one playing in the NHL now. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, being from Belleville, playing for Quinny, it's nice, it's fun. It's a very good skilled center, talented even now. It's uh, very deep. I find it's more talented now maybe than it even was then. So uh, that's where I grew up playing and, uh you know, just games around here were normally like Ajax Pickering up there, Whitby, we'd play those guys. So 
that, those types. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think that's what, like the Lakeshore loop or whatever. I think that was the one I was in. We played in this loop against Coburg all the time and they would just beat us up. Like they were just, <laughs> they, I think it was like a double A loop or something. So they didn't have a triple A market and they were just like, they were just smash. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. Uh, central kind of came in later to the picture, probably after you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like at the time I was playing double A and it, yeah, we just like go to the OMHA championships and end up beating Coburg like 30 minutes away, 20 minutes away. And then they would just beat the pants off us every time. Right. It's really, <laughs> there was like a really big like variance from like us to them, but they were a good, really good market, really good team. Um, so then you get uh you got drafted by Belleville, yeah? I did. Yes. I uh hometown. It was uh pretty strange. I didn't expect it. I remember actually going out for dinner with George Burnett, who was the GM at the time, about a week before the draft. And uh, I remember going into the car after and saying, That guy's not drafting me. <laughs> and uh then yeah, he ended up drafting me. I was able to play in my hometown for two years. And uh it was pretty fun, man. That's really say. cool. That's uh I've met George like a few times, quite a few times being around the rink. So, um, I kind of see why you think that he might not have drafted. He's pretty, uh, he's dry, right? But he's like, <laughs> he's awesome. yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Like he's a really incredible hockey mind, like really good hockey mind. He's just really dry. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Again, he's honestly so, so intelligent and, you know, very awesome guy, really nice guy. And, uh, just tough to get a lot out of him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you're, uh, when you get the call, Whereabouts did you get drafted? What uh it was pretty early, wasn't it? I was uh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now to talk about I was a first rounder. Uh I think it was 18th or 19th overall, I believe. So what was that experience like for you? I know um like we like I've talked to a few people, so it's kind of cool to hear the uh the story of like getting the call or however it went. Oh, well, it was actually on TV then. It wasn't like a like TV TV, but they streamed it on the OHL website back then and they had like the big show kind of deal. So it was pretty, it was cool, man. Like I remember Belva's logo popping up and then saying they're waiting to make their pick. And then my phone went off and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I just remember crying like a little girl for a bit. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool, man. It was a cool moment that, uh, pretty much started right then and there though, that, you know, it's, uh, it was time to get the work because yeah. I was in my hometown. There's really no room for mistakes and that kind of thing. So. Do you remember yours, Bryce? Did they call you all the way back there? Or? No, I, uh, <laughs> I had Plymouth. I talked to thirteen teams, and Plymouth was not one of them. And <laughs> I was in Toronto playing field lacrosse for Whippy during the time. And I remember all the moms just screaming, and we had no idea what it was for. <laughs> and I got well. I was like the second or third one because Lemmer went. He was out there playing with us. And then a couple more guys went from our team, and I went. We just kept hearing all these screams from the moms, and we had no idea what it was. And then after the game, I found out that I got drafted. So. Nice. So, so cool feeling though, either way. I feel like the feeling's probably the same. It's yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Else. It was it was awesome. And I kind of locked out because Plymouth didn't have a second or third, so it's technically their second pick. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, I find you know, I I say it now a lot. It really doesn't matter where you get drafted. It's going to affect a couple things, and you know that's. Yeah, don't I also I also lucked out because the team before they kind of made a big run and they had a lot of um, big names. So I think we had twelve rookies my first year. Yeah, so, uh, so I really lucked out there, and I probably wouldn't have made the team if there wasn't that many spots. Honestly, so. yeah, you went right to Plymouth, didn't you? Right. Yeah, six one one forty seven at camp. So nice. That was, that was yeah, I know a lot. Of money. I was a buck thirty five. I think. Yeah. So I. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I, we had some guys come back for camp before like show camps and like Tom Wilson and Connor Carrick and stuff mm-hmm. and going to corners with those guys and you just get pushed around. So yeah. Tommy yeah, always yeah. used to ride the red line. I'd love me and I'd get yeah. a little, but he's a good he, uh, Yeah. He's an animal. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's a hell of a fantasy player though. I've got him all the time. Man. Yeah. I got him on the IR. Just, just chilling right just now. Waiting. Just waiting. Yeah. Six months, but he'll sit there until he makes his debut. So yeah, Bryce, you're uh six one one forty eight now. No, I'm cracked one seventy this year, so I'm about one seventy two, one seventy three now. Tyson Bryce hits the ball a long way, like so. He's a pretty tall guy, and he just like absolutely crushes the ball. We've talked to it quite, a, we've talked about it quite a bit, but uh, all yeah. the hips, eh? 
Just a big lag, oh, yeah. really big lag. I get the arms yeah. out there too. <laughs> so you started in Belleville, you moved to Erie. Um, so Bryce's oh. got a connection. His younger brothers played uh well, pretty much his whole career in Erie, I think it was, right? So whole choker in Erie. Yeah, yeah, London Miss uh, Saga and Kitchener. So um moved around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the Dukes. We'll get to the Dukes. You guys have a bit mm-hmm. of a uh, a connection there for sure. But um you got a favorite spot there? You got a favorite team out of those ones that you like? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, I mean, off ice, it's got to be. I guess on ice and on off ice. You're, yeah, you are. Yeah, you already know my answer there. But I mean, yeah. it's it's every city was awesome. Kitchener is really nice as well, man. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love playing at every organization. They're all great. The cities were nice, but nothing beats London. And especially no. that year, we won the OHL. It was uh, it was special at that time. Nothing really beats winning an OHL championship in that barn, and then no. You know, a night out in London right after that is something that's that was one of the yeah that's one of the better nights of my life for sure. That was uh, super cool playing there, man, and what a city! This team was stupid, by the way. <laughs> well, because they've got like one of the biggest barns too, I guess, in the OHL, right? Like it's uh, yeah, that or Ottawa. I think Ottawa is like really big too, but um, no, big. I think London's the biggest. Like, yeah, I think it's London and Kitch, right? I believe. I, th- I think Kitch added seats recently too, like since. Yeah. Well, you would have been in the league, I think, but I think Kitch, London, and Ottawa would probably all be up there. I'd assume. Yeah. Man, this team is wild. I mean, listen to this team. Rupert, Griffith, Domi, Nemestikov, Athanasiu, the other Rupert, Josh Anderson, Bo Horvat, Chris Tierney, <laughs> Oli Mata, Jared Tenorti. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's disgusting. Yeah, I was. Uh, I sat on the bench a lot. Well, you had Patterson, <laughs> who was one of the studs. In the OHL. Like yeah, well, I actually, Patter was, me and him both kind of just split on whoever was so basically beside House. Michael oh, who, yeah, who is this guy? He played, he's played games for Buffalo recently. He's incredible. Oh. He's a really good dude and a hell of a goalie man. Like, I re- yeah, awesome I remember, guy, he was I remember, I remember watching him quite a bit. Yeah, I remember watching him quite a bit. He was, uh, he's pretty so good. good. And then he went to like he pretty much so just went like directly into the AHL and just kind of like floated there for a little bit. So why do you think it's so hard? Like we asked, uh, we asked Stewie the same question. Like why do you think it's so hard for guys? Like even at you know that level, like elite level goaltenders, like or any players really. Like why is it so hard to crack to get to that next level? Uh I would say consistency. I find that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest issue with a lot of people, um, especially at our position goalies it's uh you can't have you know a couple nights off within a week and a, in a month you have to perform and you got to do it day in and day out and you got to have a short-term memory be able to deal with whatever um i would say consistency uh and just you know how you work i find that's a big thing not just you know going out there and running through drills but making sure you're going out there with a purpose and getting better every time you practice that's probably the two biggest things for me that i would say i think that sounds a lot like golf, right? Like it's, you have to like really be consistent. And lately, like Bryson and I have been firing off kind of a lot of NCAA pods, like a lot of players from the NC, that are playing at NCAA. And that's mm-hmm. been like a constant is just talking about like the consistency and um, it's pretty neat. So they'll have like, say, say they have a team of like, we've heard of seven, eight, something like that. And I think at Finley, they were saying that he, they had like 13 or something like that. They had a deep 14, team. I think you said yeah. That. Yeah. But uh, only five play. Right. And then you might have a couple individuals play depending on the, uh, on the tournament. So five guys play top four scores go in. So, you know, when you're the same type of thing, like team game, like it's all competitive. You guys, like you want to play, you want to be consistent to get that spot. Right. So it's kind of a, uh, I don't know. It's cool how like all the different sports kind of correlate or have a direct correlation between the others. It's so like, I don't know. Consistency is, is tough. Like that's something that I had a little bit of today, my game, but uh, <laughs> it is so hard. It is so hard to keep it consistent. Like it's, well, Bryce knows that last time we played, he like rolled in 90 foot of putts and like four holes. And then it's like trying to continue to do that. Right. It's, it's so tough. It's like, I guess you're working with, uh, should mention worth uh, in conversation with Tyson Teachman. Am I saying that correct, Tyson? Yeah, it's uh, Teichman, but don't worry Teichman. about it. Teichman. Okay, Teichman. <laughs> Teichman. I can, uh, I can get that. But uh, founder of the Tyson Teichman uh, Goaltender Academy. Um, so is there anything that you're working with? Like, you're, Are you typically working with younger guys right now? Uh, I know you're working in Coburg a little bit as well. 
Uh, yeah, I work with, uh, I'm with the Cougars. So I'm their really coach this season. I'm working with Ryan Piros and Matthew Sprocka there. Uh, two very talented kids. They both have, you know, really good foundation. They came that way when they came to us. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun working with those guys. Uh, I have uh, one of my students is Mason McCarry. He's in Kingston this year. He's actually going to play today in Oshawa uh, against the Gens. Um, he's been having a good year. I'm uh, doing some stuff behind the scenes for them. Helping out with uh, Coop, Corey Cooper. There, he's one of my uh, one of my good pals and a good goalie coach of mine. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm, other than that, I'm doing a lot of clinics, private, semi-privates with the younger kids um, in the Belleville area, Trenton area, and uh, that's you know that's the stuff I really love doing. It's really fun seeing them get better and improve and. You know, kids are just hilarious, and they're the best, man. They tell you exactly what they're, what they're thinking. Is there any uh, is there any trends you see like in the game right now? Um, like again, Stu, you were saying like things are constantly changing. You guys are like, you know, when you're teaching at the levels that you guys were at, you're you're constantly like evolving your game just like you would any other sport. But is there any trends that you see kind of with uh, with goalies coming in like right now? I remember kind of you know back in the day when I was playing, there was like a lot of focus on like post positioning and like um i don't know if i'm even saying that correctly but just uh like where your pads would align with the post and stuff like that and kind of changing from more of like a like obviously butterfly was sort of in a little bit before i was but you see any of those trends that you're kind of like really focusing on with players right now uh there is a lot of trends like that i mean um i don't really tend to focus in on any certain thing i try to do it based on the individual in front of me um and whatever they may need and that day, that week, you know, whatever we're struggling on, whatever we needs to be, whatever bad habits need to be kicked then. So that's kind of how I like to approach practices and, you know, how I go about my, my coaching. Um, a lot of coaches are probably very similar, um, but there is a big trend on still post play. As you said, it's uh, you know, if uh, there's a big, <laughs> almost a debate in the goalie scene, I guess. So there's this new Panda padlock or the RBH, the VH, you know, overlap. Those are all just different positions to use on your post right there that I said. So it's becoming a bit scientific. It's becoming a bit, uh, almost overcomplicated, I would say. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's still a big focus on that for me personally. I'm going to try to, uh, whatever we need to deal with that day, that week, that's what we're going to work at that day in practice. And, uh, throughout the summer, we do more bigger game plans like that. Yeah. Well, for like, yeah, I wanna... sorry, Bryce, or I was going to say like uh, for whatever uh, shot we have, like, we're not going to reinvent a shot that we don't know, right? So it's kind of like when you're thinking of, you know, how you're kind of hugging the post or whatever it may be, or like if one guy's comfortable doing one thing, like I remember I was obviously a lot more comfortable pushing off one side than the other and mm -hmm. trying to like work in different ways of doing that. So it's, um, you know, similar to like any sport like golf and you're kind of just, I guess you're just trying to work with that player with kind of what they bring to you and make that what skill they have in that area the best they possibly can. Sorry, Bryson, go ahead, man. No, I was just kind of, I wanted to go back to your game and kind of um, you playing and just kind of go, because you played in a league that was a lot different than I played in. I feel like um, you guys had a lot of like superstars during that time. Maybe it's just because they're all kind of making it now or, or, or that sort of stuff. But um, I mean, who was the hardest uh, kind of team or players that you remembered you were kind of like, oh, I'm going up against him tonight. It's going to be a tough night. <laughs> Like any names stick out? I'm sure there's like gotta be a couple. <laughs> anytime, anytime that London, anytime you practice with that London team, just oh like, yeah, but practice is different. There's yeah. gotta be nights where you're just dreading going between those pipes because you know there's two or three guys in that team that'll just come down. Oh, buddy, there's a lot. Um, yeah, and again, I don't think it was just a better league then. I think it's like you said, just kind of the timing of how yeah. they're just really grown into their prime now. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys that I played against. Um, They've been good there forever since the junior days. Trust me on that. But I mean, there's a couple teams, man. Uh, that Swedish U18 team I played in the Avonalenka, that was something else. That was yeah. an Oscar. I think it was Clef Bomb. He took my front teeth out from a blue line shot. Um, the Erie Otters, when I was in Kitch and uh, Mississauga, London, that was a crazy team. McDavid, Barkov. Uh, oh, there's a lot, man. Sagan. Who did Barkov play for? I think it was Erie, wasn't it? I maybe I, I didn't know that. I could be I, wrong. You but I know they know. had like Davo, Dane Fox, Connor Brown, McDermott, Brown, yeah. like big blue line Genovese. Like they had some. Yeah, they had I a good team. Barkov, I think it might have made Andre Barkov, not Sash. Andre. Oh, 
okay, that would make sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he was a good player. Though. Yeah. Um, but obviously, McDavid. Um, there's a couple teams, man. That yeah, like I said, probably that Swedish team on paper freaked me out the most. I would say. Yeah. Just that was uh, something scary to watch at and to look at, and then no, I'm going to play against those guys. You ever like uh, have a player where you think you tried to change your game a little bit based on you facing off against them? Uh, did they change their game or did I change mine? Did you change your game, I guess, to try to, uh, I don't know, find a bit more success? Yeah, yeah. For, for, I was going to say, nobody's changing their game around mine. They'd have bigger issues if they <laughs> did. Um, but I would definitely, uh, yeah, uh, for certain players and teams, for sure. Like if, you know, you do your video and watch the power plays and all that kind of stuff, you're going to have to adapt little things. Um, but normally depth is something I would try to manipulate based on who I was playing, like Erie. If I had McDavid come down the wing, I would do my best to, to get out a little further and take away the angles, kind of force him to pass, and then try to trust my athleticism across and trust somebody else fumbling it instead of it going his stick. Yeah. Um, didn't always work. Actually, rarely, rarely worked. But, um, yeah, that's just little things like that, and that's kind of things, you know. I think uh, guys at the next level and guys in junior now that are having success, those are the things they're doing. Yeah, I'm still pretty convinced he's an alien of some sort. I don't think he's human still to this day, but he's, he's it hasn't not. been proven yet, but I wouldn't be surprised one day if they came out and um, suspended him for something. Did you see that thing he did with his stick last night? Like, bouncing like It's just, oh, I love it. It's awesome. Well, you were telling the story the one time, Bryce, about how you like, didn't you go into like a corner with him or something? And then I, just... He got the puck on the weird. I was like the fourth line guy. I never really got made the jump. I was kind of like a low bottom six guy. And I, we iced the puck and McDavid to bring it and um, strong or radish come on the ice. So this is a little bit, a couple years into my career, yeah. whatever we, uh, I flipped the puck out high flip to kind of get out. Like I'm, I'm off the ice. Like I'm getting torched out here by these guys. <laughs> I kind of went left side, D to D. I kind of tried to, it was going to be an icing. So they all went to the bench and I tried to beat the icing out. I did beat the icing. It like kind of made it a play at the at the uh, goal line. They waved it off and came around to McDavid on the half wall. And I kind of curled off my defenseman and went, I was like, I'm going to crush him. I'm going to like make a big play, like whatever. And I just went to hit him and turned around and he kind of made a quick move. And I just turned around. He's six <laughs> steps going, going the other way. And I changed on the back check. So that was, that's my, uh, my McDavid story for everyone. He's I so like fast, it. man. Like he, it's, it's insane. Unbelievable. And he can shoot in that stride. That's what made him so tough to stop. Like he wouldn't stop moving his feet to release. I know. And the way I explain it too, is people don't understand seeing him like being on the same ice surface as him is even more insane than watching him on TV. People will never, people will never understand that until you're on the same ice surface. In my opinion, that's, that's my opinion, but it's it's a freak of nature for sure. I can only imagine he's faster now too, which is scary. Scary, man. Scary. Even like seeing him and like, just, I've watched a couple games like in real time watching him and like, seeing all these players that are the best in the world. And then he's, I don't know, it's not close. Like it doesn't, and then he's feel, just yeah, better. it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's that close, but it's not Tyson. If, if you could model your game, like after any goalie, I know it's constantly evolving. Is there anybody that, uh, you know, growing up that you're trying to kind of be like, I was always trying to be like Patrick Watt, trying, trying, trying not uh, ever. Yeah. But, uh, anybody that you would, or anybody that you see now that you might model, model your game after, if you could, yeah, I mean, back then when I was playing, it was uh, it bounced between Marc Andre Fleury and Carey Price, kind of a mix of both, if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like today's NHL, man, that's tough. There's some some pretty really you know some really special talents. Uh, JB Jordan Bennington, he's a good friend of mine. Played against him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's I love watching him play, and he can, he really is super talented. Uh, if I could model my game, though, it'd have to be UC Soros. So I really love how that guy plays, uses his size, and he's he's an extremely extremely good goalie. He's a uh, really like uh, what's the word acrobatic, isn't he? Like the style he plays, or is that just what I think of him? Yeah, no, he, he uses that when he needs to for sure. But uh, it's just little things for me, like the way he holds his edges. His ankles are super strong. He can. Keeps his spine angle up when he gets low in his stance. Just little things like that for me that are, you know, just kind of a goalie coach's dream and a, a goalie's dream to have. Could Justin Bieber have scored on Jordan Bennington? Yes, once for sure. 
out of how many shots? Ten. I think he got ten. I think he could have snuck one. No I way. I haven't seen the Biebs play, but JB is pretty sick, so I hope not. I'm gonna say no. I'm definitely I mean, going with the no. Justin Bieber literally he could play the game. Like he could skate and he was, he was um, good, but it's okay. I think he could have squeezed one. I think I've, okay. I've seen clips. He doesn't look terrible. No, he definitely doesn't look terrible. Like I was gonna say, if you haven't seen anything, I would picture your like standard C level, like, you know, men's league hockey player. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty he's pretty decent. Like he's pretty decent. I just don't uh, think there's I'm any still going zero. I'm yeah, not, I'm going yeah. I'm going big zero for sure. I don't think there's a shot. We were asking Stewie that question because Stewie's I do at least fifty yeah, percent on yeah. Benner, dude. <laughs> yeah. And uh I know I'm sure he hears all the time, but he got me a shout out the other night. I drafted him after we had Stewie on the pod. I drafted him. Um, he said it was going to be a big year and he got a shout out for me the other night. So that is, I can second that. That did happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I went ahead that and uh, I didn't take him early. I uh, actually sat and waited and he kind of like felled me at the perfect time and I, I grabbed him. So I drafted one goalie in a five star league. So I'm in a lot of trouble. So thank you, Jordan Bennington, <laughs> for. Well, my for goalies are yeah. nuts this year. I got Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, and Allmark in my one league. And then I have Vasilevsky, um, Ottinger, and Bobrovsky. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ottinger's pretty good. He's fun to watch. Um, As you guys know, we picked up a new uh, sponsor with BetSam, so we're just going to hop in. We got a couple picks for the Butterfield Bermuda Championship that we're going to go through, and then we want to kind of bring Tyson back, talk about the academy. Uh, We got to talk about the golf game a little bit, and uh, we haven't even got to that yet, and uh, grab some socials, kind of wrap some things up, and uh, yeah, just... uh, See how the golf game is uh, is currently doing right now for you, though, Tyson. But, uh, yeah, we'll just jump right in. We'll be right back. All right, Bogey Bets presented by BetStamp. Download the BetStamp app using our referral code OTSGOLF, and you can get access to all of our picks in lifetime access at all professional leagues, not just golf, but uh, this is mainly a golf pod, so that's what we're kind of encouraging here. We got their Bermuda Butterfield Championship, so we are going to get in on a couple of those picks. And uh, if you want to do the same, you can head over to BetStamp app. Again, using the promo code OTS Golf, uh, get onto an onboarding session. Uh, each of the sports books that you sign up for, you'll get twenty dollars back. Uh, be compensated for each one of those that you do. So the way BetStamp works, it's kind of like an educational uh, uh, platform where you can compare all of the best lines across all of the major sports books and uh, shop the best lines so you can hit those on the screws. I don't know. I used that last time, Bryce. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good line. Sorry about that. That's all right. I'm getting a uh, phone call from my buddy and it came right through my computer there. Yeah, I thought But uh, that. yeah, the bogey bets at the Bermuda, what is it called? Bermuda Butterfield. Bermuda, Bermuda Butterfield. Bermuda Butterfield presented by BetStamp. There's a lot yeah. of bees there. Love it. Yeah, we're so good at this one. But pretty much, uh, yeah, so we partnered up with BetStamp. And, you know, the good thing is you can kind of log on to the app you see if you've logged on to six or seven or eight, nine, ten different sports books, as we all use quite a few now, it's going to tell you, um, say you want to go in and pick, you know, Bricer to win the Bermuda Butterfield Championship. It's going to tell you what he is paying at DraftKings, at BetMGM, at Caesars, all the different ones. And you can just simply click the best one and make the best return on your investment. So have a, head over to BetSamp app. Don't forget to use OTS Golf. And if you've already done it by chance and you use uh, Betstamp, you can still go back into your profile and plug in OTS Golf. Helps at the mm-hmm. pod a ton, so we appreciate that. Um, Bryce, why don't you kick us off the first one? You go ahead. Yeah, my uh, my odds probably wouldn't be that good, honestly, for the Bermuda Butterfield there. The the uh, the field doesn't look that great, but um, I got Nick Taylor for top five um, MGM, which is like my normal um, account that I use. Um, he was only plus 700 and I went over to Betstamp and checked if there were any better odds and points, bet actually had him for plus 900. Nice. So, uh, that's a big jump there. Um, definitely making a couple extra bucks if that hits. So good Canadian boy. Um, We've talked about, uh, I know we had Hazel golf on. He's got a super Mario Kart uh, cover made by Hazel golf that yeah. I've seen in person actually at the Canadian open, which was really cool. I'm going to start mine off with the top five for Aaron Rye. So Aaron Rye, I think is, um, I'll definitely have a line on him for, for, you know, winning this tournament somewhere else. But for this purpose, I'm going to go top five. Um, I was looking through a couple sport, uh, score bet, had him at plus 500. I figured it had to be better. Open up that stamp app and got him at DK DraftKings for plus 650. Uh, 
that's pretty easy money, I think, this week for sure. Yeah, I got um, Alex Smalley. Alex Smiley. Um, <laughs> Smiley. Coffee. I got him for plus six fifty on points bet. Um, I don't know why, but points bet um, they get pretty good odds for your top five. Uh, again, I had him at M- on MGM at five hundred and win bet at um, five fifty. So again, a couple extra bucks there using um, bet stamp, and why wouldn't I? You're right. There's no. Uh, there's no downside to looking and checking and uh, shopping those lines and getting the uh, the best odds. For sure. Um, next one I went with was top 10, Brandon Matthews. Not to be confused with Brandon Matthew, who is the custom putter builder that we've had back on in three or four months ago now. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go do so, because it is a really cool one. Um, BetMGM plus 1,000 uh, using the BetStamp app, found it for plus 1400 on Bet365 and on Bet for plus 1400. Um, 400 points there is like, and I think that might be one of my most sure locks. Like Brandon Matthews is the longest player in professional golf right now, I think. Like aside from long drive hitters, like, I don't know, he hits the ball further than you do, Bryce. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I like that one. He's got some pretty good game. He rolls it pretty well. So I think top 10 there is uh is pretty clean yeah i got uh tristan rye um outright aaron rye aaron rye or sorry geez aaron rye um i don't see why he can't win this tournament um no he was playing some really good golf towards the end of the season last year and uh i'm sure he's he's still playing pretty well so um he was at caesar's on Caesars for plus 2,500, which I didn't think was great. So I wasn't going to do it. And then um, found him on BetMGM for plus 3,000. So took the extra 500 points there and uh, and locked that bet in. So um, Aaron Rye hopefully has a good week. The future guest of the pod, James Nicholas. Uh, I say that. James and I have talked and we're trying to set up a date. He's a very, very busy guy. But um, one of the best content creators out there too playing golf. So if you're really into... Uh, seeing like an absolutely beautiful swing, seeing some really nice courses. He does some drone work. Go check out James Nicholas over on Instagram. But uh, yeah, top 20, we got James top 20 in uh, the Bermuda Butterfield Championship. Um, listen to this one, Bryce. DraftKings has this top 20 at plus 750. Found it at Bet MGM using the BetSamp app at plus 1700. What a difference. Wow. Um, yeah. Massive difference. I think it's just, uh, it doesn't have a lot of PGA Tour um tournaments under his belt so that's why i guess right so um pretty big discrepancy there so we're locking that one in for it'd be a huge huge uh feat for him to finish in the top 20 here and i think that it would be uh it'd be really good for him and and uh just you know guys kind of grinding those uh like i know he's playing pga tour canada this year and kind of trying to get corn fair tour status and Mm -hmm. and uh you know just those content creators on uh on you know the golf space as well um I'm going to give a little plug for another bet that I found over on DraftKings when I was going through top five for Seamus Power and Aaron Rye plus 4,000. Um, both those guys could easily win the tournament. So I think mm-hmm. that that is a pretty good bet. Even if you, uh, you know, just want to go over, have a look at it, throw a couple bucks down. That's good I would money. hammer that personally. Very good. And uh, over on BetMGM plus 237 for a hole in one. So you know how much we like hole in ones here on the pods. So... Definitely have a line on that one. So plus 237 to make a hole-in-one. Somebody make one for me. Um, just love seeing it on the highlights too. So um, Bryce, are you good? You got anything else you wanted to throw in there? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Um, All right. I right, enjoyed it this week, even though the field isn't the best. Yeah, go over to BetStamp app. Use the promo code OTSGOLF. Sign up. You'll get some, uh, you know, a few bucks back for every sports book that you sign up for that you can uh, roll a few bets in yourself and, uh, yeah, make a few bucks here and there. Let's get back into the episode with Tyson Tishman. Oh, this just in. First ever live fan mail on the OTS pod from one Josh Saprika. <laughs> Ask him about the ball hockey championship he just won this year. What a beauty he is. End quote. Oh, soupy, man. Well, as you know, your best man there was, uh, I'll be honest with you, buddy. He was, uh, he was not committed the first half of the year. Oh, that doesn't surprise me though. We're gonna have to call him out on that right here and now. Love it. Um, but you know, he he got it together the second half season, showed up and uh got himself into shape. And we yeah, we won a championship. I think we went 24 and 0 or something like that. Uh wow. played in a little Tuesday night league. It was supposed to be once a week. 
turned out to be two or three games a week, which was way too much for my hips. But uh, we battled through, and yeah, our team won a little championship, had a little cup party at Shazi's house, and uh, it was all good fun, man. Uh, that ball hockey is a tough sport, though, man. I'll tell you that. It's, yeah. Uh, Who else was on that team? You had Shazi, Soupy. Do you have like Brownie and Panetta in them? Brownie, Panetta, Jay Shaw, Andrew Shaw, uh, Devin McCann, Josh Suprika. Do you have was oh. Cammy out there? Cam uh Rika? No. No, no, he was on a different team. He was on oh, one of the other teams. You guys have uh, BMO there? Yeah, BMO played on our team for <laughs> yeah, he was a defenseman with us. Uh and then we had some other guys, Pat Millington, Ty Poole, manager, a bunch of guys. It was a really good group of guys, which is really what you want for ball hockey. There's a lot of skill on that team, too. There, there turned out to be a lot of skill and yeah. uh, a, a lot of uh Bud Light strength after the games. So. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. you played in that there as well? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, buddy, I got conned yeah. into that. So uh, I remember like playing ball hockey. We had a pretty competitive like high school unit, and like I hated playing in that for that. I'd never go in that. It was the worst. Oh, I don't enjoy it at all, and they know that, <laughs> and that's why I think they try pretty hard to give me limited work, and that's probably why you know we did so well was because those guys. It definitely wasn't my goaltending. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but uh, it is a lot of fun, actually. I do enjoy it. It's nice to get out of the house, uh, well, off the ice and onto a different surface once a week. I feel like it's just guessing. Like the way the ball comes in, you're just like it's like a knuckler oh, almost. It's and so, guys yeah. can rip it too. Yeah, yeah. But, but guys curve it on purpose. Like oh, Brownie's yeah. like got an absolute cannon, and that Jay Shaw's got a missile. It's it's crazy, and it does just do whatever it wants. But I figured out, you know, if you're shooting right, it's probably going to curve to the left. Mm-hmm. If you're shooting left, it's probably going. It's kind of like putt downhill, I guess. That's pretty much how I treat it. <laughs> uh, stuff like that, right? So it's. Uh, Tough sport though, man. Don't enjoy it, but I do uh, like hanging out with the guys and stuff. It was fun. Uh, I want to go into Wellington a little too, if you don't mind. Um, Did you end your career there? I did, yeah. So my OA year, I started in Kitch. I loved it there. Played. I got like seven, eight games in and then just uh, had some stuff going on. Had to decide to move home and be closer there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I ended up playing in Wellington because I wasn't ready to quite give up the game and all that. So I uh, really enjoyed my time there. Actually, it was a lot of fun. Really yeah. love that place. It was uh, one of my favorite you know. places. Yeah. It's really, really nice little town there. One stop sign, one, uh, one yeah. red light. And, uh, yeah, I love it there, man. Great little city. Great spot to play junior hockey. Um, enjoyed my time thoroughly. Marty Abrams was the guy there at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was fun playing for him. He's a nice dude. But, uh, yeah, no, I really liked it there. You liked it, yeah? I loved it. Did you guys, how did you guys do there that year? We hosted the dead. We ended up losing to the Lakeshore 2-1 or 3-2 in the final. Pretty tough. Uh, okay. Yeah, my, my story was a little crazy. So I was playing in Chatham in the Goge for my mm-hmm. OA year with Soupy. I brought him over to play with us. We were roommates there. And then he signed, they asked him to sign an AP card because he signed, he played there when he was 16. So he kind of was familiar and he's from Belleville. Mm-hmm. He uh, he signed an AP card and he we were, we were sitting and hanging out one night and he was kind of like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna sign it whatever i was like why wouldn't you extend your like, hockey career as long as you can i was like i'll go with you like ask them if they'll send me a card and then so a couple days later they send me a card <laughs> i was on xbox playing with my other two buddies from that i'm up in sioux san marie and i played there they played in niagara falls in the goge and i was bragging how like oh i'm going to play with the dukes after and they're kind of like well can they we want to come can they see <laughs> four of us after we both lost in the first round in junior b four of us went met at my house in whitby played that night that we that we both lost the night before played the next day in wellington and then kind of took off won the league won the oj won the dud lost in the final of the um rbc so oh, it was a that's wicked cool. ride it was that's a wicked awesome. ride. that's a fun league to play in man i'm telling it you it's good i uh when i left the ohl everybody you know you would just assume it's going to be easier or whatever it's definitely not it's it's different it's definitely not easier though and mm. great league though man and again the playoff runs there are fun well and, i said the best decision i ever made in my hockey career was to leave the ohl just because i wasn't i mean i was always kind of that bubble guy that fringe guy but then my 19 year old year just wasn't getting much time. And I yeah. just kind of decided it was best for me to go somewhere where I can play and have fun towards the end of my career. So it was the yeah. best decision I made. 
I definitely enjoyed it there, man. I said the same. I had same words. I, the most fun I had was playing in Wellington for sure. Mm-hmm. Like playing hockey, yeah. being able to kind of relax, you know, not having so much anxiety and pressure about whatever else, you know, and uh, that other league. But I mean, I enjoyed both leagues a lot and Wellington was awesome to me. Love them. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a Cougars coach now, so I can't yeah. do much support, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, great spot, great organization, great city, great mm-hmm. people. All right. It wasn't that league. I, I was, I was getting that confused, Bryce, because you went and played in Windsor for a little bit in the GMHL or whatever. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so the only reason I played there is because I went to school in the States high school and the call, the university of Windsor would not take my U S grades. <laughs> so I had to do a year of community college. So instead of sitting around doing nothing, I played in the GMHL. Nice. 81 and, uh, goals and 72 assists in 37 games. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a... <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Show. But when you're in Chatham, that was in the Goats. That was pretty good. You played you played well there. You had good stats there, man. Last year, 68 yeah, points, 49 I, games. Uh, That's good. I had a lot of fun. Was, That's a good yeah. league. That's a really good league. The Goats is a decent league. Yeah, my younger brother's actually lighting it up right now. So Yeah, I got I got calls from Chatham when I left uh, the OHL. But yeah, not... Yeah, I wanted to be closer to home. That was yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a good league. Is that the one that Blaker's in right now? He's playing in there. He's playing in the same league. Saint Catharines, for right. Saint Catharines. Yeah. Right. Right. All right, we made it through nine, and this glizzy is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, manscaped.com. You can go over, check out the Ultra Premium Collection, or anything that you need to not suffer through the back nine here. Using the promo code OTS Golf, you will get twenty percent off plus free shipping. Maybe you'll go low on the back. Thank you for supporting the episode. Thank you for supporting the pod. Manscaped.com, 20% off using the promo code OTSGOLF. Free shipping right to your door. Enjoy the pod. Um, can we talk about the academy a little bit, Tyson? Uh, yeah, sure. So I mean, uh... how did you get it started up? Like, was it, uh, was it something that you, when you, so when you kind of stepped away from hockey a little bit, were you kind of always teaching? Or is it always something that you want to get into? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been helping out at clinics and stuff for my former boss and uh, somebody that, you know, I, I couldn't be a, like where I am without uh, John Elkin out of Toronto. He's uh, I believe he's the head of Leafs of goaltending development. Now um, he uh, was my goalie coach growing up. Um, one of the many people that, you know, I have to thank and for, you know, helping me with, uh, you know, in the net and off the ice. But um, I worked for him when I was younger. And then uh, when I was playing at UIT, in Oshawa, you know, I was bored when I wasn't, you know, not in class or going to the rink, um, trying to make some money. So I would instruct for him. I I ended up falling in love with it and uh, kind of, you know, that's I would say before my last year, I kind of knew I'd prefer to coach instead of play anymore. Just it's I like, you know, watching the kids get better. I was more, you know, I was more excited about doing that than trying to go improve myself at 22 at the rink. <laughs> at that point in time. So um, I didn't start that for a while. I worked for John for, I don't know, four or five years as his head instructor working uh, there. Loved it. Again, I can't thank him enough. And he's taught me a lot and uh, on not just how to play, but on how to coach, and which I find is a completely different skill. I don't think it's uh, real easy just to pick up coaching just because I, I played and be able to say that, hey, I know how to coach now. So I do have John to thank for that. But uh I ended up moving home about a year ago to this, like this month, a year ago. And that's when I decided, you know, I don't want to do anything else. So I'll start my own goalie school. Yeah. It kind of sounds like how, how Stewie had done it, right? Like he kind of traveled down to, uh, I think he was in, I can't remember what city he said he was in, but, uh, he popped back up and then he had done a little bit of work up here in Port Hope and then kind of moved back down and ended up getting hooked up with a couple of different teams. And, and, uh, yeah, just, is that something that you want to do? You want to kind of take it to the next level or do you kind of like working with the kids? Um, you know, aspirations of, you know, going to the pro level eventually. Uh, I love working with the kids. That's not something I'll ever stop. Um, that's honestly, that's, it's the most, humbling experience it can be where especially work with like a brand new you know eight-year-old goalie that is like such a fun session those are that's I'll always remember sessions like that obviously I love working with elite players it's just so fun to watch how skilled and talented these kids are nowadays um I do I, I want the my goal is to you know end up in a position like Stewie where you know you're working development for an NHL team um as a kid I always wanted to play in the NHL closest I got was a training camp 
or uh, rookie camp, sorry. And, you know, now that I, I'm really enjoying this coaching process, I, uh, my goal is to get back to the NHL somehow in some way. And I think this is, you know, my best chance is this Avenue, but one step at a time, like everything else, I'm with the Cougars now. I'm hoping to make a jump up to the next level here soon at some point and go from there. But uh, yeah, I, I'll always, I'll always enjoy working with the kids and still do that. Yeah, that was one of the things that he said, um, like with the developmental aspect, like I guess they got a young guy out in Peterborough who's one of their top prospects right now. And, uh, you know, when we were, we were playing around a golf together, him and I were at Port Hope and he was saying, you know, it's kind of great where he is right now. He still gets to see, you know, not young guys, not like single digits or like 10 year old, 10 year olds or anything like that, but he still gets to see, you know, teenagers kind of develop and become, you know, men or women and kind of grow into the game. And it's like, that would definitely be a really cool, like fulfilling part of that. So if you can still work both of those in, that's great. And then, you know, eventually later in his career, he's probably going to want to be, uh, you know, just the, I guess, goalie coach or whatever it might be. I know he works like directly with them. So it's pretty, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. Like when you get to that level, it's, uh, it's kind of cool with all the, uh, I don't know, experiences that he was kind of sharing with us. It was, uh, it was definitely pretty neat. Um, so if anybody's listening to the pod, I know we got a lot of hockey players or any parents that are listening and have any young ones that might want to, uh, develop their game a little bit. Uh, Tyson's Instagram is linked below. So, uh, hopefully we can send them there if you don't mind Tyson. And, uh, if they might be interested in kind of, you know, reaching out to you, getting a little bit of uh, information about how you go about doing uh, any of your uh, instructing or your teaching, uh, please do so. Um, I'll link uh, the Instagram below, but we got to ask, how's the golf game? We've, uh, thanks to anybody who's, you know, a golf fan listening to the pod still, but we got to ask how the golf game is a little bit. Did you get out much this year? I got out as much as possible this season. It was more than any year before. Definitely should have paid for a membership. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Um, Won't be making that mistake next season. But uh, golf game is very below average <laughs> consistently. I mean, I'm I'm never shooting in the 90s now, which is fantastic. I'm happy about that. But breaking 80 is like the goal. I The closest I've came is I, I was an 81 or an 82 at Black Bear this year in Belleville. That's a great course. And yeah. I was really on one that day. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty consistently OK. It really depends on if I'm slicing the ball off with my driver. Just losing those strokes in the woods, man. I'm telling you, they're killer. killer yeah, killer. Black Bear's a tough course, too, Depending, especially depending on what tees you're playing, because that thing is a beast from the back, <clears> like an absolute beast. Um, Bryce, you, you got love two that good one. trucks right there, though, Black Bear and... Trillium. Trillium's right Trillium. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both beautiful. And I play a lot of Bay of Quinney, which is like in the middle of Belleville yep. Trend. That place is in great shape right now, too. I'm, uh, I really like that course, too. Yeah, my brother was out there. He's a member there at Bay of Quinney for a few years. I played there quite a bit. It was pretty nice, like... I would go and play around for like 50 bucks or something too. It's like, yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not crazy expensive and like yeah. always in good shape too. So I can't complain. I really liked that spot. It was, it was really good. Trillium was really nice. Black bear. Um, it's great. I remember I had like one of my best rounds last year there. I went into 11, I think is the par five, like the, it's like 628 mm-hmm. yards or something. Yeah. Put up a snowman on that one. That was a little tough. And then, uh, I actually like played pretty well right up until I think i went double triple to end so it's just like aside from those three holes it was 15 hole course i was uh playing pretty well but it's fun it's fun if you're out there like i know it's still like a top 50 course in canada and it's like one of the best condition courses in canada too the layouts Mm. uh layout's a little tricky it's a little unique a little strange at times and some of the Mm -hmm. holes but it's fun man it's really fun and it can beat you up like if you're if you're not hitting it well off the tee you're gonna be in for a long day so it's a long course like i think even like if you tip it up it's like seven thousand might be seven thousand plus or something it used to be an old ricer i think i was telling you that when i played there used to be an old mckenzie tour stop or pj tour canada stop back in Mm -hmm. the day so that was a while back but uh a dub who we had on a few weeks ago from vcu i think he had played there um, I think he played an event there, which is pretty cool. So, but yeah, there's some nice courses, really nice courses out there. Have you played, um, oh, Bryce, what's that one out here? Timber. Have you played Timber at all yet? Uh, no, not out by you guys. No, no, it's kind Very of like, thing, yeah, it's like right in between. Um, you had played there, right? Timber Ridge, Bryce. Timber, yeah. I played there once. It's oh, got Timber the, Ridge. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But that's like five. I'm literally seven minutes down the road. Yeah, that's, uh, so I'm at Port Hope. Um, so yeah. if you're ever out this way, Tyson, we got to teed up at Port Hope, but, uh, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. I didn't know you were that close. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, uh, west of that. So that, yeah. that's a course that I played this year. Um, played a ton of rounds there. That's where I was this morning. It was good, mm-hmm. man. It was so good. I love that course, but, uh, it'll be up. The greens will be up. And so will Timber Ridge. It's like, it's nasty there. I shot a 
74 or 75 or something there last year, but I think I still had like 33 putts or something. It's a tough course, man. It's yeah. It's, it's the layers, man. All the, the layers yeah. on the, on the greens and they, they put some greasy pin placements in there. Sometimes. It's like, uh, it's like <laughs> moguls. It's like skiing moguls on some of those yeah. and stuff. It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's well known for that. It's always in pretty good shape and it's a pretty good yeah. course. And yeah, lots of, uh, lots of good tracks out here. I know Bryce and I are going to try and play a little bit more out here in the next little while. So nice. yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely always cool to kind of talk golf. Is there anything that's like sticking out in your game that you're trying to work on right now? Like, is it pretty much off the tee? Yeah. Oh yeah, buddy. That's, it's the, the never ending battle with that. I, it's uh, if I'm not slicing the ball, it's, it's not bad, but I got to figure out what I'm doing. I'm, I think I'm going to actually get a golf lesson next year. I'm going to yeah. stop thinking I'm good enough. I might just, you know, go get one and see if somebody can help me a little bit. Have you got fit for a driver ever? No, no. Go get fit. Be a big help. Everybody says that too. I like. I literally was using like a, a Canadian tire set of clubs for about eight years. I just bought like my first decent pair this year, and they definitely help. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's it's. Just, I'm inconsistent with yardages and things. Like I'm good with my yeah. wedges, but I can hit my p- pitching wedge 160 yards sometimes, and then I, you know, it it will go nowhere the next day. It's just so confusing, and mm-hmm. I think that's just the sign of a terrible golfer. Well, a lot of that though, like the fitting process, like, I you know, we've talked to Mikey from TXG quite a few times and it's like controlling those spin rates and stuff too. Right. So you're going to miss hit the ball a lot. Like, you know, mm-hmm. guys that I think we're probably all grouped in at a fairly similar level, but, uh, you know, guys at our level, we miss hit the ball enough that it's going to, you know, spin it up quite a bit. And that's where we see that like massive loss in, in yardage and distance is, is based on a lot of that stuff. Right. And those inconsistent yeah. strikes. So some days there's only a couple today. I definitely only had a couple, but, um, it definitely makes a difference if you go and get fit or, you know, if you're able to, you know, definitely go get a lesson. There's so many good pros around the area here mm-hmm. and uh, make a trade, man. Find somebody that's like playing a little <laughs> golf or that's looking to get a little bit better. That's a golf pro or something like that. And just uh, trade a little bit of time and, and I'm sure it'll help. Like it'll definitely help for me. Like I know I take the club a little bit back to inside. If you're slicing, you're obviously kind of coming over the top a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not for us, but listen back to some of the pods. I'm sure Bryce, <laughs> we got somebody who's probably giving us some tips at some point over yeah. here, but uh <laughs> Bryce should help you off the team, man. He just hits it like, I don't know, 330 carry, something like that with, uh, you know, hits a trait too. And then uh, maybe you can help him with the wedges. That, like Bryce and I are the perfect. I need, I need help with the putting. We're the perfect. Bryce and I are the perfect player combined, right? So I still hit it pretty far off the tee, not nearly as far as Bryce, but he just hits it dead straight all the time, really far. hard. <laughs> I hit wedges really good. I can yeah. put the lights out. So we're kind of like, you know. That's why we've. Uh, I can't putt. I cannot yeah. putt for the life of me. I just find it comes in streaks with me. I'm either putting really well that day, or it's just terrible. Man. Like, yeah, I'm putting really I'm... bad every day, so <laughs> I think consistent. Bryce, I think we could go like twelve to fifteen deep on more, most courses between you and I. I think uh, probably two man scramble. We could we could fire it up pretty good, but uh, yeah, Tyson, we're definitely gonna have to try and get out for a round. It's a little bit late in our season now, but uh, maybe we'll loop back next year. I got to get out to some of those courses. I know um, one of the guys who follows the pod. Um, Invited me out to Black Bear a couple times this year. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But uh, if I'm out that way, I'll shoot you a message. Maybe we can get a tee it up a little bit. But uh, the prices too for memberships are great out there, which is amazing. So you definitely yeah, buddy, absolutely anytime. And sorry about that. That was my my husky howling in the background. Oh, no, that's okay. Bryce always got the cat walking through. Yeah, the cat's the always walking. <laughs> I have to, uh, like I'm downstairs, so I gotta, I gotta put my guy away. Cause I got like a 130 pound Bernice mountain dog. And if he's walking, oh. if he's walking above me, it just sounds like there is like, yeah, Gorgeous dog, so monster nice. ahead of me. Yeah. He's uh Bryce's met him. He's pretty awesome. But, uh, Tyson, <laughs> we really appreciate this, man. It was fun to just kind of talk, uh, talk some hockey. I know, um, like we've talked to now obviously a lot of pro golfers and stuff like that. A little while ago, I was talking with the bodybuilder. I used to be, uh, into bodybuilding when I was younger. So he's, uh, I tell him is like the most muscular golfer in the world. So it's kind of cool to like, see how he gets it around. Cause he's like 270 pounds, solid muscle still shoots like 90. And, uh, you know, obviously being a goal leader, just a hockey player is a passion of both Bryce and Bryce and I. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of cool to get you on, talk about a little bit. You guys have a lot of connections, which is pretty cool. So Bryce, maybe, uh, early in the season, we'll try and uh, set something up and, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Try and get around it. But um whatever Soupy gets his house built, you know, he's kinda in the process right now. So he said I'm I'm gonna go out there for a week and hang out. So 
Perfect. Perfect. It's close drive for me too. So anybody who uh, wants to kind of check out Tyson's work, uh, I'm going to link it below. And if you want to get in touch with him, um, maybe get any of your kids or if your goalie wants to, uh, if your goalie who is, you know, our age, who wants to trade and you're a golf pro by chance, and you kind of <laughs> yeah. up and you want to make a trade, That's you right. know, we will, we'll broker that and we'll just trade uh, some labor. Yeah. We'll just come and, and watch and kind of reap the benefits maybe, but, uh, or I definitely could at times for sure. But, uh, thanks. Six months, slice, you get free lessons forever. There you go. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Yeah. That's sweet, man. That's awesome. So <laughs> Tyson, thanks so much, man. This was great. Uh, and again, we're going to link the Instagram below and, uh, yeah, we'll pop this up on Friday and, uh, and if you don't mind sharing it, that'd be great, man. Uh, anybody who's listening to the pod, go over and give them a follow, um, kind of check it out and yeah, learn a little bit about the game of hockey as well too. If you're just a golfer, it's, uh, it's kind of nice. <laughs> That's right. All right. Boys, thank you so much, man. Yeah. really appreciate it. You guys are the best. He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up I lose the ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I see it Feel like it might be an average I was working scenario